Hey guys, this is Jay Riley D on the Invisible As I Am podcast. And this is a new platform for me um, in this capacity where I talk very openly and freely about my internal struggles. Um, very raw, very real, very unfamiliar. Um, I think a lot of people, not just my age, go through what I go through but we all kind of feel like we're in our own boxes and so you feel like you're all by yourself going through it you feel like you you can't really turn to anybody and I feel like that all the time I feel like I don't have anyone to turn to um but myself and God and you know from time to time I have like a cousin I can talk to and every blue moon I could chit chat with my mom but that's very rare and um, I've tried counseling in the past, and it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't what I thought it would be. You know, years of doing it, and I felt like I, I could tell my counselor more than what she could tell me. Not to say that my counselors didn't have great ideas and stuff like that, but it just it wasn't as progressive as I needed it to be, and it wasn't as deep as I needed it to be and so my podcast is going to address a lot of those things that I wish I could talk about with the people in my life but just don't trust enough to even share those things with and so I'd rather be anonymous like even J. Riley D is not my um, legal name and so it's just going to be my podcast name but if you ever realize who I am and figure out who I am, I'm not going to be ashamed of that. But for now, let's just do it this way. Um, so I guess that's my intro. Um, I really like this idea of vocalizing your internal struggles. Um, it feels very real when you get it outside of your mind and your heart and you put it out there as some people like to say into the universe like I actually do mean into your atmosphere into your environment you speak it out loud and it it becomes real and it feels like you're not holding your breath underwater anymore because you internalize everything but for once you let it all out so that it's not suffocating you and killing you and for me as alone as I feel in the world that is everything right there to give life to your fears Not in the negative way where you say, oh, I'm just terrified of this thing. And then you breathe fear into your situation. No, but where you take the power from that fear. You strip it of its power by expressing it in vulnerability to the world. To strangers who don't know you. And for some reason, it's more soothing to talk to strangers because they don't know you rather than it is to talk to those who are way too familiar with you. 
and you think that if the people who are most familiar with you knew your deepest and darkest struggles they would judge you criticize you look at you funny or not want to talk to you at all or try to give you the wrong advice or just say the wrong things and actually end up making it a lot worse and I'm not saying that you can't turn to those closest to you and them not and them actually get it right that's very possible some you might have good people in your circle and, and you just don't know it until you start sharing these things but trust comes at a cost and it's what are you willing to pay what are you willing to risk in order to find out if those people will love you the same or you know encourage you through it all or just let you breathe and cry on their shoulder or just get all your confusion out into their ears and them just be okay with what you're saying so you can figure it out invisible as I am is about all of that you know it's about being completely you vulnerable expressing things that no one would talk about unless you searched out uh, a anonymous group to talk about it or like a specific group who deals with what you're going through which may cost you a nice penny to even begin with or the group may live in a whole other state and so you're still left physically alone because everything would be over the internet or over a phone and it's just not the same thing all the time and anyways I have gone through the worst and the best 27 years of my life and yet I wake up some days and I wonder why on earth do I exist you know I wonder if I'll ever reach my full potential um, if I'll ever lose all the weight that I carry if I'll ever actually get to my destination in eight more months guys I plan to move to Florida um, in about eight months and I'm working my butt off to get everything in order for that day and I filed for a divorce not because I wanted to but because I felt like I was forced to because it's what my husband wanted and then his mom died within 48 hours and his world was already upside down and now it's just all over the place and shattered and our relationship was already damaged and so not even sure what God has in store for us or what he doesn't have in store for us and I struggle deeply with trying to be a good Christian and let's let me be honest it's hard it's hard I 
try not to walk in condemnation, guilt, and shame every day. And I try to be strong for Jesus, but it's like, Jesus, what do you expect from me sometimes? Because I can't be strong on my own. And I overthink a lot of things. And I know that I overthink the gospel and what God really wants from me and how I'm supposed to stand inside his grace and he'll empower me by his Holy Spirit and some days I get it some days I feel so strong in the Lord and then there's days where I feel I feel like I wake up and I'm starting all over I feel like all the hard work that I put in the day before to build up spiritually comes crumbling down once I wake up and have to start a brand new day and it's like will there ever be a day where the work that I put in the last couple days which is carry over to this next day so that I don't wake up feeling like an utter failure and yeah I know I'm not praying as much as I should and speaking the word over myself as much as I should I mean there's things that I know I'm not doing consistently to win every morning you know I should be receiving his love every morning but I don't even feel love when I I don't even feel like natural love so it's hard to feel his love sometimes because It just seems like everybody only wants me when they want me, but they don't want me even on the days that I can't bring something significant to their life. And it's like, is that all I'm good for? You only want me when you want me. You only want me when I can talk to you and give you good advice or I can help you do something for you. Do you want me because you want me? If... Have you ever seen that a Cinderella story or um, with Brandy in it and Whitney Houston, I believe? She's like singing this song, Do You Want Me? Because I'm, or Do You Love Me or Do You Want Me? Because I'm wonderful. Like, I don't know all the lyrics, but it's just. Do you want me because you want me? Or do you want me because I can do something for you? And that is what is what devastates me at times um, in the area of trust and love is that do you love me when I can't do anything for you? Because if you do love me, why don't you show me that? You know, do you still love me when we disagree? Can you treat me like you love me, even when we have a difference of opinion? Or am I only lovable when I'm agreeable to you? I know that I'm different, guys. I stand out like a sore thumb. The way that I dress, the way that I think, the way that I talk, the the way that I wear my hair isn't it isn't perfect um I'm not it's not easy for me I don't I don't just have certain natural skills 
when it comes to like doing my hair or wearing girly clothes I grew up a tomboy so the girlier side of me just does not come natural doing my hair just does not come natural um it's a lot of work and sometimes I feel like for what do all this for what all I do I spend most of my time working I work out at home I cook dinner I you know make breakfast um, I try to eat a whole food plant-based diet um, you know I try to read my Bible I try to study um, when I'm in the car listening to you know godly worship or you know other Christian teachers or you know spiritual learning about spiritual warfare I'm trying to do all those things and at the same time I have a whole part of me that feels like it's on lockdown you know some days I feel like okay this is good I'm okay with being alone I come home to an empty apartment I'm like okay I can handle this I'm good you know it's peaceful I don't have to share my bed with anyone but then I remember like one day I want to be a mom I really want to be a mom and like I'm three years shy of 30 and I'm okay with having a kid after this age I'm perfectly fine with that but because I'm not interested in rushing that part and then getting it wrong like I know that one day I want to be a great mom but there's still so much to learn um and some people say you can never prepare to become a mom or a dad but the thing is you can you can prepare yourself to be the best you can be so that when they do come along that's all you have to give them is the best of you you may not be able to, to give them the best clothes or the best schools or the best you know for all the best um sports sports and activities for them but you can give them the best you and give them their best shot at being a good person and that's what counts most and so I have so much to learn and honestly I feel like I spent the last seven to eight years stuck in a college mindset in a a teenager to college mindset and adulting you know they call it adulting it feels incredibly hard sometimes and it's only been um since february since i've actually had to take over all the financial responsibility at my house or apartment i live in a townhouse because my husband moved out in february and we weren't oh we were falling apart hard we had already fallen apart and so everything after that was just like very detrimental to each other's health mental health emotional health I mean like it was all bad news it was just bad news so one of us had to go and I wasn't leaving so and I felt like I've grown up a lot and since since then I've never thought that I would be able to take on the financial responsibility um, that I have here but with the grace of the Lord with only the grace and strength of the Lord he's made a way for me to do it and yes I do talk 
spiritual and all this stuff and it's just who I am you don't have to like it because I'm not trying to impress you this whole podcast is for me to be brutally honest and that even includes um like some surreal struggles um that I'll talk about later I mean we talk about we'll talk about mental struggles psychological emotional struggles we'll we'll talk about immaturity we'll talk about anger rage even real rage which is like really up there for me on my um inner struggles we'll talk about the moments where you feel suffocated and like you can't breathe because the internal conflict is just like you feel like you want to explode you almost feel like a bubble and you feel like no matter what you do no matter what hobby no matter what activity you try to do to calm down the chaos in your soul nothing hits it it's like when you're craving your favorite food and then you finally eat it and it hits that spot just right yeah when your soul is in chaos like that you try everything for some of you there may be smoking drinking binge watching um your favorite tv show it may be um it may be sex maybe pornography uh, masturbation you know it may be self-harm it may be popping pills you may be an addict You know, whatever that thing is that your soul craves, um, when you're in in inner chaos and you're just trying to fill it, no matter what you do, you won't satisfy that because everything you do, all you do is feed yourself with dead things and I do it too. And I know better. I know not to feed myself with dead things. Dead things cannot reproduce life in us. We were born to be alive. Our bodies, if you put us in the right atmosphere and environment, will thrive. Will thrive very well. They've even done a science experiment on cells and the cells do not decay they continued to thrive and reproduce so it's all about environment for us and what you feed yourself and so for me I'll try to feed myself with music and because I'm an artistic person I like to feed myself with creative arts or artsy things, things that, or even puzzles. I love numbers and puzzles, but I'll try to write a song or try to sing out whatever it is I'm feeling. I'll try to emotionalize my thoughts or bring thoughts to my emotions and it just doesn't seem to really hit the spot. I'll try to find the right music note on my keyboard or my guitar and then it just doesn't seem to hit the right spot on on the board or the guitar and I'm like what am I looking for what is it that will satisfy this chaos in my soul and I'll try to watch tv and I've even tried 
masturbation too uh that's that's a very iffy topic but if i'm gonna be honest about my podcast i've tried many times to fill my soul with masturbation and pornography and i've wrestled with it my entire life and it doesn't fix anything everything we do to fill our souls is just temporary fixes we need we need permanent fixes we need Jesus and I'm not here to preach to no one but I'm just talking about what I know to be true in the darkest hours I don't always run to my God I wish I was strong enough to do it and God may even say my grace is sufficient for you to do it and I just say but God I don't feel like doing the hard work I don't feel like fighting today I just want to not have to fight today but then I do something completely unproductive and it's like you take a million steps forward and you get one bad day and you fall all the way back down the stairs and it was like why did I even walk up the stairs in the first place but you should always walk back up the stairs and I I even binge eat too like when my soul is in utter chaos I just I do everything I'm not supposed to I eat I overeat I eat the wrong things um I'm unproductive with my time I'll just lay in my bed or sit in the chair and watch tv or just do puzzles help me calm my mind so I'll do puzzles too I don't really think puzzles are unproductive because they help um me clear my mind but I'll even struggle and wrestle with lust not that I want to nobody wants to wrestle with these things but when you're missing love you do anything to try to ease the fact that you don't have it and as a Christian that's crazy because the father always loves us he died on the cross for us Jesus he died on the cross for us to so like he died because he loved us he does love us but I don't always feel that love even though I know that love is there I don't always know how to receive that love or walk in that love because the world around me is not full of that love I don't have friends around me full of that love or family full of that love my own husband doesn't even want to fight for our marriage I'm not I'm not full of that love so invisible as I am why did I start this podcast why am I saying all this because sometimes I get tired of being by myself I get tired of always trying to do the right things. 
um, as a separated wife, you know, I can't really talk to any guys because guys will try to hit on me or I may give off the wrong impression because of I'm caught in the middle of a divorce case and the quarantine has postponed everything and then it's also up in the air because I see my husband's name like almost every day and every time I do something I have no business doing his name pops up and so I wonder if God is trying to tell me something or I wonder if the devil is just tormenting me so I don't know I can't can't just talk to anybody and then because I am a Christian I have really strong beliefs in the word of God and a lot of people don't like what the Bible says but they also don't have understanding either so I can't just talk to anybody and it's not to say I'm better than anybody It's because I am in a critical growing time. When you are in a season of growth, you can't just surround yourself with anybody, no matter what you think. I mean, I know that Jesus ate with sinners in the Bible. He ate with sinners, but he was also full of God. He was full of the Holy Spirit. He lacked no good thing. He didn't lack an ounce of love in him. He he didn't have any insecurity. Not to say he was never tempted with insecurity, but in order for him to pour out as much as he did, he had to be full. I'm not that full. So I can't just pour out to people not just to anybody and I can't just let anyone pour into me because you will contaminate these waters if I let you and we're not on the same page and I'm not filled up so I can't just hang with anybody I can't just talk to anybody especially not my family I can't just talk to anybody because we don't think the same way we don't believe the same way I believe the whole gospel, the full gospel. No, I believe in developing your character according to Jesus. I don't believe in just doing whatever you want. I see all my flaws and all my sins. No, that's not always a good thing, but I at least am not afraid to say that I'm a sinner and that I wrestle with these things, but I know I don't want to. But my family would never, never admit that they wrestle with some of the things that I've wrestled with. Battled with depression, discouragement, suicidal thoughts, self-harm, cutting, you know, for a moment, very brief in my lifetime as a youth, I, I took some pills, because, and uh, yeah, I just didn't want to feel the pain that I was feeling, it was so bad, and I was about to be a freshman, in college when I did that Mm. yeah and then there was another time I took some mood pills because I was just not happy but then I realized I could get addicted to these so I stopped taking them and for a while I drank alcohol I never drank with 
bunch of people. Um, I had one friend who actually introduced me to hard, you know, harder alcohol than what I was drinking. And uh, we drank together a few times in my youth, but after that, I pretty much drunk by myself in my apartment. Um, I've even had a couple drinks in my own car. I don't um, promote, I don't mean to promote any of those. I'm not saying go do that and not to say to some of you guys I'm not done that. All I'm saying is I'm not the perfect Christian, but I aspire to be as much like Jesus um, as possible. I just have to get free. I'm not afraid to admit that. You know, I need deliverance in different areas, um, especially my mind. I mean, my mind feels like a roller coaster sometimes. I don't know about you guys, but anxiety is real when you overthink everything. I mean, like, I can plan my budget and my bills to a T months in advance weeks months I can think so far ahead of things and calculate everything what moves I'll make what needs to be done I mean my head is a constant check off list it's exhausting and I can't even begin to think about all the problems I have that I need Jesus to heal me from and I just wonder, like, man, Jesus, heal me from this stuff already. What am I not doing? What do I need to do? And then it's hard because I don't have an official church. I have been going somewhere, but it's still relatively new. It's indie, uh, It's kind of far. And so the drive for me and, and driving for work all the time you know it can be exhausting at times and then like I'll get stressed out about my clothes when it comes to church oh my gosh do I what do I wear the fact that you know I have gained weight guys and I'm gonna I'm almost done here but I have gained weight um since I've started working um in college and um being in a relationship for seven eight years I mean the stress and the weight gain it just it's exhausting it's exhausting gaining weight it's exhausting trying to lose weight once you gain it and all my clothes are from when I was like super skinny and so it's like man I can't fit anything (laughs) And so that's stressful because, like, what can I wear? I can't keep wearing the same thing over and over. But I don't have the extra funds right now to buy quality female clothes. And then the clothes that they do sell that are not so expensive are thin to the T and fitted. Like, what what girl wants a what girl with a belly? I would say wants a shirt fitted around her gut, like that's not me like give me some breathing room first off and then all the jeans that exist either are cut up with slices of torn fabric or showing so much leg or skin tight to the bone or 
And, and then if you want a quality pair of straight leg or boot cut, you're gonna have to spend a little bit more. And like the average uh, adult in their 20s who has all this responsibility, all the financial responsibility of being an adult, and it doesn't have like some 30, 40,000 dollar income and a fancy car and car expenses and still lives with their parents they can afford to buy all that stuff I don't live with my mom I don't have you know a cheap apartment I mean (laughs) I mean like I didn't move here by myself so every year the rent goes up and like for the longest, I didn't even think. When my husband left, guys, before he left, I didn't think I'd be able to take on this rent by myself. I was in a full panic for quite a few months. Like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can actually do this because a big thing with me, I have struggled with work the last few years. Definitely the last two years because I'm an independent contractor. But I have struggled with discouragement. I mean, I went through a a huge season of depression where I couldn't even, I was sitting on the couch and I couldn't even think about walking out the door. It felt like I was walking into World War II just opening the door. I mean, how many times did I get up, get dressed just to sit back down? I mean, it was a battlefield of my mind and emotions my husband he was not there for me during that time he would just watch me watch me be in that so I went through the darkest times of my life by myself and so when it was time for him to leave I panicked could I take care of the 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 rent you know on top of my car note my car insurance you know all the other things that would come into play like fixing your car from time to time which I seem to always be doing you know making sure I had enough food in the house you know I barely buy new shoes you know and it's not to say I'm broke or poor or anything like that it's to say that I struggled uh, for a while to financially stabilize myself while I depended on him for all the big things and when he left God kicked me into gear and I got my bills on track and uh, I make more money now than I did when we were together for the last several years Um, but nonetheless I still don't have all the money I need yet to completely rewrite my wardrobe so the whole weight gain thing is really stressful so going to work trying to figure out what to wear because I don't have enough things to really wear that say female that say woman I am woman because I grew up a tomboy so I wrestle with that. I grew up a tomboy and being 
a woman naturally like acting like a woman I can act like a woman but dressing like a woman um walking in that way like a woman those are things that don't exactly come natural to me and so I don't like the way female clothes look on me because the way the world designs female clothes if you don't buy like really quality clothes you're gonna get something that is not fully cotton it's see-through um it's skin tight and when you have a stomach like i said you don't want tight clothes on your stomach when you have a belly i don't even like showing my arms because they're not toned up the way i want them to be like it's just like can they please design quality clothes for the females clothes that don't make me look like a hot mess clothes that don't make me look like i'm slutty and trying to put it out there like something is utterly wrong with this generation out here where even even the 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 two to ten year olds are dressing as if they were teenagers or college college um age it's just like why why are you dressing your child like this why are they selling these clothes like is the woman is, is the female body not exploited enough are we not degraded enough and and then the I'm not even going to go any further with that. I'll go too far, but I'm just saying (sighs) it's hard because even when I dress up for church, I'm insecure about it. I'm tired of looking like a tomboy. I'm tired of not having more girlier clothes. I'm tired of the weight gain. I don't even know how I got to that part of this conference. <laughs> I don't even know. Sometimes I just ramble. So you guys are just going to have to forgive me. If you even make it this far. If you even make it this far. God bless you. Because <laughs> I, I did not intend to talk this long. I know the human um, intention span is very short. We're like goldfish sometimes. If you don't catch my attention in the beginning. Within the first minute or so. You're probably not going to catch it. So hopefully someone will get something out of it. I don't care if you even skip through this and listen to different parts. But this is really for me, you know, to make it real. You know, I mean, I have any friends and any real family I can talk about, talk to about some of the deepest struggles I face. But... I have the world as a platform, so they don't have to know me and be familiar with me like that for me to be honest, because you guys may not care, so anyways, I love you guys for listening, and this is J. Riley D on Invisible As I Am, who knows what the next episode will be about, but I'll catch you guys later.